it's us again. It's episode 32 of Play Games Lose Friends, and we are back after quite a long break. Uh, we were just talking about this before the show. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm Ryan here with Ken as always. We were talking Hello. about this before the show about just how crazy life is right now with uh, kids are, you know, our kids being this age and work yep. and activities and oh, God. <laughs> All I want to do is this play is games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could, you know issue all responsibility of adulthood and play games but yeah. i feel like that's a bad call maybe maybe not probably i, feel I don't like, know I, I like games but i feel like uh alimony's worse <laughs> well i'm not saying i want to be divorced <laughs> <laughs> well that's the natural progression of things pal that's just what would happen if it if it worked out that way so but anybody anyway welcome back everybody it's good to uh be back here and Hopefully, it's good to have your ears tuned back in. We are going to talk uh, a whole lot of games played today because it's been a while and we've had a full game day, plus we've had two game nights, plus we played some games outside of, uh, of each other's uh, exclusive company with the game group, so some good stuff to talk about there. We also have a contest. We're going to uh, preview the entry for the contest at the end of the show. Ken's going to give the uh, secret word of the day that you can email us to uh, join the contest and hopefully participate and win uh, something cool, which we'll announce later. And uh, we're also going to talk about Tapestry, which is a game you picked up a while back, got the expansions for, and we finally got to table a couple times. And boy, do I have things I want to say, as I'm sure you do too. I think we're <laughs> going to, we might, we're going to, are they? Cause I feel like we're going to disagree. No, I, I've had more time to think about it. So let's, uh, let's Cause you've been table that. Because <laughs> in a bit, because I've got I've got plenty to say, as I'm sure you do too. So let's uh, let's get rolling here. Uh, you want to do any any intros and shout outs? And I'll preface this by saying, Rob, where's that recording? Oh, Where we is need it? that promo. Come on, DGN. Stop. Come back down man. from up country and uh, up country. <laughs> and let's get this. I stopped by the shop this past week. I oh, what do you think? Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I got because it's a gift for someone, not you. Okay. You got yours. Uh, before you <laughs> – although you'd probably like this gift too. Uh, what did I think? I thought it was great. I like the location. I've never been into that area. Um, it's a nice, you know, kind of like straight on Main Street location. The shop's really nice inside, super oh, clean, beautiful. well lit. It's such a beautiful shop. You know, the arcade games are a nice touch. It's, it's just really nice. So I'll let you plug it, but like – if you're in the you know the Orwigsburg area or like northeast Pennsylvania, uh, that's that's a destination for sports cards. Yeah, but it's definitely worth the drive. Uh, it's an amazing atmosphere. The entire staff is so cool. Uh, I just you just it, it almost is becoming cheers for me. I go in, I, I get <laughs> hugs, I slap fives. I just wish they would get a liquor license, but uh, in due time, I guess. But if you can't get to Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, for your sport cards or trading cards or memorabilia of all sports, um, you can go online to www.dgnsportscards.com. Uh, they have the best prices on all your premium sports card and trading card collectibles. Uh, anywhere from baseball, football, hockey, UFC, and Pokemon. So oh, don't forget please. wrestling. Oh, and yes, there's wrestling too. I, I lost, I <laughs> lost twice on my uh, on my gamble, uh, but I, I'm due for a round three, so I do have to get out. Um, I do have a, a small pile building, 
at the location. And uh, hopefully in the near future, uh, there'll be more. So we'll get into maybe a little bit of that later. Um, but also, uh, we do want to plug, we have a friend who is a two-time author. Uh, his name is Michael G. Curran, and he just uh, hit Amazon with his uh, sequel, Two Fences, A Backyard Story, Volume 2. Uh, this one has the blue cover. And uh, so far, it seems like everyone in the group has been getting their copies. Um, and I think you should as well. So that's Fences on Amazon um, by author Michael G. Curran. Excellent children's book. Uh, my daughter loved it and is looking forward to the second one. So I got to pay a visit to Mike and, and pick up a, a copy soon. And you can get it on Amazon, which is awesome. I don't know if he gets a better cut if you buy it directly or not, but uh, – I don't want to put his address on the podcast. I feel like he'd be mad. No, yeah, Amazon's the way. We can go direct. <laughs> but Amazon's Bezos the gets way. his cut. Greedy yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, he needs all the stuff. So All right. Well thank you, sir. And uh thank you, DGN, for the wonderful visit. I missed my, my good buddies there, but uh I'll be back. I'll be back. All was right. there so who was there when you were did was 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 Rob? Dude, there, I don't at least? know. No. Oh. Uh, I think he had a kid at a sporting event and okay. like a practice or something. So he was coming in later, but I was there earlier because, you know, I took uh, my daughter along and wanted to get her home at a decent time. So it's okay. a 50 minute drive to get there from here. So it's a bit of a hike. Yeah. And that's what's funny because you, you know, again, there used to be a store that we went to in that area that will not be named. Um, so you would go the other direction. <laughs> so you never drove through Oregsburg, but I always drove through Oregsburg to get to that place that shall not be named. And um, yeah, so that's interesting. That's funny. You never went through that little town. No, never, never been. Well, not that I can remember. So let's just say that. But yeah, it's nice. It's a good spot. Yeah. All right. But the shop's great. So we'll skip the beer review tonight. I have one. You have a delicious water. Uh, just a quick plug. I'm drinking Summer Ale from Brooklyn Brewing. Excellent uh, summer beer. Got that on tap. Yeah. If you like Brooklyn, Beautiful. that's another good one. So very enjoyable. Uh, no more Mozart for that one. All right. What do we play? My God, oh. we have a long list. So this is going do, to be yeah. not the bulk of the episode, but a good chunk. And for good reason, because we got to play some stuff we played before. We got to play some new things, and there's some real hits in this list. So what I ended up doing is I wrote down as much as I could remember that we played – <laughs> in somewhat the order that we played it, which I'm terrible with remembering anything, so it's probably out of order. I think you have it better. Um, but I just put some stars next to the ones I really wanted to talk about. So well, why don't we uh, just go down the list? Do you want to do it in order of time? I think we should go chronological because I think on the last episode uh, where we interviewed uh, one of the designers of Mindbug, uh, we talked about – uh, our preview of a game night or a game day. We got together on a Saturday yeah. and played from, you know, I guess post children's sports to early hours of the morning. Um, we had a menu prepared, which I think we teased out at the last episode, but fell a little short. We didn't get to finish our plate, so to speak, <laughs> of what we queued up. Yeah, our um, eyes were bigger than our stomachs. Yeah, so I think we should start there, and then there's been two other game nights since, uh, and we, we can weren't go kidding. from there. 
Yeah, we got a lot in. Yeah. So first one was I wanted to get Fall the Mountain King to the table again, and Brad wanted to play it as well because he didn't get to try it. Yeah. And we got it out, and we set it up for four players because we played it three, I think, last time. Yeah. And oh, my God, that took forever, and I don't know why. I don't know why it took forever. I still had fun playing, but Jesus, that was a long game. Although, in all fairness, it doesn't feel that long when you're playing. No, it doesn't. At least I don't feel that. It like, was I know just we, like, oh my god, five, really? That's what time is? It was five. It was five hours. Almost, almost five hours. Yeah, it was close. So we, now, we granted, there was what some munchies <laughs> in there and some yeah, ball busting, shit shooting, ball yeah, busting, but, face but, washing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't think anybody didn't enjoy playing it. I think the game, so it's it's a good game. First, there was of all, a little bit of. I think there was also game. a little bit of refresher of the rules, right? Because yeah, yeah, much much like we played once games before. of that. Yeah, we only played it one time. Uh, some of us had forgotten bits and pieces. I also don't trust you with the rules, so I always have to double check. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 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 like, I'll take a little bit of the the time the time blame, but. That's fine. Just be like, I don't think that's how that works, or I don't remember it working that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, at some point I hit like a diminishing return with, I don't want to go back in that book and look this yeah. up. <laughs> just, but I'll you have to make something up that's good. That's close. <laughs> I just go off what I remember, and as we stated before, my memory sucks. So it's good yeah, that you, you challenge it for me to read the book again because we end up yeah. finding stuff out that way. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good game. I think it's long. Uh, and I think Brad in particular, I've noticed this with, with a lot of games and this isn't a knock on him because he is a a pretty solid board game player as a whole. Like he's competitive in just about every game we play, but there is the occasional game where the first or second time we play, you can tell he is just not wrapping his head around it. And this is one of those games where I think he felt that way. I feel like Joe had a pretty good idea. And again, it was his first time playing, so that probably weighs in heavily. Yeah. But there is a lot happening in that title. Like, there is a lot to do on your turn. The tableau building aspect is huge. You can't screw that up. He, he, I think he did a little bit. And the gnome portion, the gnome wheel, where, you know, players can take control of that wheel and start flooding stuff in and killing things is such a wild card, such a Charlie Kelly in that game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot to wrap your head around. I think he struggled with that a little bit. Yeah, but yes, there's a lot going on. And this is why I think team Fall of the Mountain King is the call, right? Like, I think if you split the game into two areas of responsibility, like- I don't know if there is a team variant, but that's a you could probably come up with one. No, again, it's just more of like it's a it's a two v two, or like a you know almost like a two player game at that point, right? Where like someone controls the tableau, plans that, and then someone does the area control, area control, yeah, and that stuff. Because I'll be honest, I don't use that gnome wheel. We've played two games. I don't use that gnome wheel. I think I think that can actually be gutted from the game. To be quite honest with you, I think there's plenty of game without that. Um, although I understand why it's there, you know, for people like yourself, but, um, <laughs> but it I'm doesn't just gonna need- assume that was a compliment. <laughs> yes. 
sure, take that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't know if it needs to be there. It's great. I think it's fantastic. But that's just not how I build my tableau. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird one. But no, I no- I noticed you. So you're you're a power gamer in the respect of you identify where you have the highest likelihood of achieving the most victory points and focus on that. So both times we played, you were heavy on the clan board. Yeah, and that's that's how you scored the bulk of your victory points both times. And I think and this I, I second think time won- I did even better than the first with yes. that clan board. Yep. And I think that's fine. Like that, that totally is a, a legit strategy and might be the strategy from what I could see. Cause the area control side, you can score some big points from that, but the fact that you can score second and third place on those tracks is also really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think we had a good time playing it. Just I don't know why it took so freaking long, but it took so freaking long. <laughs> and I'd play it again. I just think we need to play it sooner than later so the rules are somewhat fresh in our heads but i enjoyed it i'm glad we got it to the table again and it's Uh, one of those games that i'll probably ask for i'm not sure if anybody else will that tableau building action selection puzzle is my favorite part of that game i yeah same here love that part i think there is i think you win or lose by that tableau and when you're building your board Uh, i think that is the key you know, that's sort of the, that's the meat of this, this game. It and drives you, your action choices yep. and action efficiency. And that's a huge part. Like you had a lot of action efficiency. I think I did too. Um, and some of the powers on the champions really helped too. But I think the, one of my favorite things about that game is, is that gnome wheel because people can decide where to start flooding stuff in and screw people. Like you guys were doing it to me. Um, yeah. I think Joe did it to you a couple times and like you, your your best laid plans all of a sudden are shot because Fair. someone's doing that stuff and and I like that I like that element of take that in there so but yeah I'm glad we played it um what did we play second was it the wolves I think we went to the wolves second yeah so as I said um, Brad can't wrap his head around certain games I don't know what it is about this game I can't wrap my head around this game I just I don't. I think it's the action mechanism. I, I cannot freaking plan out the terrain tiles well enough to get the efficiency I need to do anything. I love the wolves. I love the wolves. It's I like it too. I think it's good. It's, I think it's really it's, good. It's got again, I that that terrain puzzle on on how you're going to move your turns is so key to this game. You need to know where you're going. Yeah, you're you always playing the moon at it. cycles. Um, it's like a, I don't know, it's got chess like thinking yes. to it. Um, yes, it does. And you're you're trying to maximize, you know, your distances versus your actions versus the amount of wolves. Uh, honestly, a, a key to that game is is uh, converting. As, as fast and often as you possibly can is huge. It's just, it's ginormous because that's what gets you more alphas on the board. But, um, but yeah, I, that's such, and I felt like I did not better, but I just, it was different this time around. Um, yeah, we knew how to play it a little more. Yeah. Well, you guys did. I, you're right. Like (laughs) the beginning is such a, a race and like I, I don't, 
inherently play that way, which I think is the problem. And also, like, I, I tend to focus on one pack and leave the other pack in the middle, not doing anything. And I need to not do that. Nope. But it's tough they both because have to be on their way. Yeah, it's tough because everybody else is moving out too, and so you're almost looking to move where no one else is going. But there's in a four player game, there's not a lot of space to go and and compete, right? And if you're doing nope, that you with one to. group, you're not doing it with the other group. Like, I don't know. The efficiency is just not there for me, and I need to play it again. But no, I I just love – I just – and I'm not – the, the, the player board, almost area, it, control, that's not my type of game. But that action, so like the, the terrain piece is what really ma- is, is my favorite part that then makes that other part okay for me. You know, yep. Um, I just, I love that. It, 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 it makes it, it has that like Arc Nova type, uh, ch- choices, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's not the same thing, but like, that's the whole game is your choices, uh, on those. Yeah. Terrains. And setting them up. Yep. Like s- setup's a huge part of that. Yep. And like almost two or three turns ahead. Like if I flip this, then I'm going to have two of these. I could get three of these, convert that wolf. If I do this, this turn, get that little, the wild token. So I unlock this. Like, yep. And the then crunch it's is between the so two there. packs too. Yes. So you're, yeah. you're looking ahead for What's one pack, that? but you're also trying to do the same thing for the other pack and again for the pack you just potentially took an action with. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. I don't There's know. I, I like it. I love the game. I just struggle with that and I need to play it more to get better at it. But you guys all seem to have a pretty good grasp. I scored okay. Just the, the wild tokens, like those animals, I freaking Joe like ripped through them and had five before anybody. And I, I didn't even have one yet. I'm like, God, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing, I'm bad at this, but yeah, we got that in. That was a lot of fun. Um, what, what came next tapestry or I think we did tapestry yeah. next. Yep. Or was that so the last game? I think we did that last. I think we did actually hold on after that. Hold on. I don't think we played Tapestry. Really? I think we played – yes, because remember uh, – <laughs> we've played Tap – so we've played Tapestry twice. We have something out of order here. We didn't get to play it because wow. the first time we played it was a Tuesday. And remember, Joe wasn't feeling it that first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little out of it that day. So I think we have ta- – cause I, so I don't think we oh, got the tapestry. Didn't we play Dominion? We went- Did we sneak Dominion in? Is that it? I can't no, remember. No. I don't I know. I think we went – we played tournament fishing. That was the next game. Okay. We did not do tapestry on game night. Game day, you mean? Yeah, game day. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. We so played we'll move tournament on. fishing. We'll move on this riveting radio conversation into tournament <laughs> fishing. Uh, Two guys so- can't remember the games they played. Let's yeah. talk about it <laughs> <laughs> Talk about not remembering shit and getting old and life being busy. Uh, so you got tournament fishing a while back on Kickstarter. Yes. It was, and you told me about it and I was like, why did you buy this? And <laughs> it turned out that uh, the Kickstarter was a fiasco, but you ended up getting your copy. It's in a really yes. nice wooden box. I'm looking at it right now because you left it here because we we're going to play it last time. We couldn't get to it. Uh, wow. That was a good purchase. I it's a deck builder themed around fishing, which just inherently sounds like it could be interesting, but also could be just a complete miss. I have not played anything 
where the mechanics and gameplay so wonderfully intersect with the theme of a game quite like this. I was it wasn't so much me as much as maybe like you or Joe or even Brad were so frustrated with that game the first time we played it when we were learning how to play your line snapping where you're trying to reel shit in you don't have the right bait for the fish you're, you're like holy christ it's so thematic it's amazing it's amazing yeah and it ended I up could, being a hit to the point where we want to play it more yes i couldn't believe number one uh to your point that a deck builder let alone a deck builder about fishing could feel so much like real fishing because i find fishing frustrating as all hell i love it to death <laughs> i i get bored very easily i hate getting my lines snagged i hate losing bait i hate all the things i hate about fishing this game somehow encompasses with cards yeah and it's incredible it is amazing it is so beautiful how they did this and i guess spoiler alert this is not a fast game much like fishing Fishing is a patient man's calm, time-consuming exercise, and so is this game. And I'm saying that not as a negative thing, but just know this is, again, why we only got three games in. Because this was the other one that took up a bulk of the yeah. game day. The uh, expectation is you're yeah, going to spend was, some time fishing. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go fishing for a couple hours. That's just how this game plays. But And I, I was not expecting there to be like a memory aspect to it um, yeah like the the way the game's kind of laid out there's a whole bunch of piles of cards that just look like the surface of a lake it's just water on the back of the card and you pick a pile to go you know basically cast into and whatever fish shows up you know you better have the bait to catch it and you better have enough like value in your cards to catch it um, but trying to remember what people flipped while we're slamming beers and making fun of each other and laughing at each other's misfortunes. You just don't remember like, shit, where was that white bass? Cause that was catchable. I have what I need in my hand. And you're like, son of a, and then someone actually gets it right before yeah. you, they miss it. And you're like, Oh cool. But they missed it by their line. Popping, to the and it goes the to the bottom of the lake. And you're like, shit, like a real it's fish. Yeah, it's so thematic and somehow works so well. Like, there's so many little things to that game that are typical deck builders in a way, and so much that isn't. And that's where it's really, really brilliant. I think the theme mixed with some of that stuff makes it more than the sum of its parts. And I was really surprised how much we all enjoyed it. And like I said, you have it here at my house because <clears> – <throat> We didn't get to play it last time, but next game night, it, it's hitting the table again. I think everyone's really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, everyone seems to really enjoy this. I'm happy. It, it validates my purchase. Not only did I want a game about fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, just again, I, I, I feel like you need a game about fishing. And I know there's a couple out there, but they were more, I want to say Euro-ish. Not my type of game, but I you love don't deck say. builders. I love deck builders. And this was... You know, you take a gamble on a Kickstarter, and this one, I think, paid off. Um, I think deck builders are, are a pretty big hit in our game group, too. I think everybody likes yeah. them, like, universally. Because it's a pretty approachable mechanic, and also, this, like, we, we seem to have those types of brains in our group. But this deck, this, this game doesn't actually use 
a lot of your basic deck building tropes though. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's, it's more s- simplistic in, in nature. Y- yeah. Yeah. Which is actually to its benefit. I think it's to its credit and, and yeah. you thin your deck only by losing bait basically, which mm-hmm. I think is a really cool thematic again with the theme. It's a cool thematic yeah. way. Like you cast your line in, you ha- attach a worm to it or a frog or whatever, and the fish eats it. You, you're out of bait, right? You lose your card. You have to purchase more. Um, the purchasing mechanic in the game is good. It always gives you something to do with the cards that you can't use, which I think is really important because it just sucks to lose cards. And you do lose some, but for the most part, like everything gets a use every turn, which is good. You still have the same threats in a deck builder where you're filling your deck with shit and you have the same situation where you may be thinning it out too much or too heavily focused on a particular type of card and you're not drawing into what you need. Draw is still really powerful and to L deck builders, this one's no exception. It just has, like you said, all the tropes that are normally there are missing, but there's enough that it's still very much a deck builder at its core. Yeah. Cause the interesting part is your, your currency, everything has a currency value too. So even if you like, let's say you lose a fish that only gives you more money to, to, to spend. Right. However, if you blow all your wad trying to get a fish in and you lose the fish, you, you lose those to spend. Right. So it's yeah. like, I don't remember it's, it's which a, one of you guys it was that could not get a damn fish. I think it was Joe <laughs> and finally <laughs> had what he needed to pull it in. And the last card he flipped was the pop and the line snapped. And he's just like, like, what do you do? What do you do? Like you, you can't do anything. You, it's just like fishing. You just have to be like, all right, right, well, well, string it back up and get the back, you know, back in the hook, back in the water. I'll try again. And it just, it, it hit on every cylinder. So I'm so glad that you bought that, even though I may have ridiculed you at one point. Uh, yeah, it's a solid deck builder and I, I guarantee you we're going to play that a bunch over the years. Like this just a favorite and it's so good. I kind of want to be like, my dad loves to fish. I kind of want to ask my dad to see if he plays <laughs> just to <laughs> be funny. like, I think he'd appreciate the frustration nice. that's involved. Well, what's funny is it's like, I, I, I sort of put this in like almost like how Dale of merchants, you know, to deck building, right. How, how it took a lot of the deck building and yeah, just added true. something different, did something unique. This does it in another way, another unique way, different, but you know, it's not like a dominion copy, right? Yeah, I've just never played a deck builder that has the theme like theme, yep. tied so tightly to the gameplay because of the expectation of what you're doing as a, a board game, basically, or a card game is nothing like what real life is like ever. Yeah. Like, right? We don't build, <laughs> I'm not building a smithy and, uh, and a moat. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, delving into a dungeon with a dragon, but I do go fishing and holy Christ, yeah. this is as close to fishing as you can get in a game. It's really frustrating, but also rewarding. You, you know, I think most of us maybe caught five fish in two hours. That, yeah. That, I mean, that's yeah. a good day. That's a good day yeah. <laughs> fishing in a card bu- or a deck builder, but it's, it's so good. It's, it's hard. It's fun. It's frustrating. And it, it, it does everything it needs to do to be successful as a game. So, yeah, I'll go to say that this might yeah. be one of my most thematic games that I own, to be quite honest. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we, we both 
dive heavily into good art and good theme. Yeah. Like that's a big thing for us as consumers of this hobby. Um, but there aren't a lot of games that we both, both of us in our collections that are like super where the theme is so intrinsically yeah. tied to the gameplay. I think that might be one of the most, you know, sort of it's, it's up there. It's up tied there. in so tight. Yeah. Yeah. But very glad we played that. We'll be getting more of that again. And at some point we'll probably do a review because we're going to have enough plays in and it just deserves it. I think it deserves a review. All right. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll even uh, reach out and see if a, uh, one of the designers want to talk to us. We'll yeah. see. Yep. Um, I think that was game night for us. That was game day. Yeah. Yeah. Game day. Sorry. Now, uh, I think on the last episode, and man, this goes back to our ma- memories and our brains. <laughs> I think we had played Tapestry prior because we touched yes. on it a little bit. Yep. And that was the rough Tuesday. So, um, so we wanted to get another go at Tapestry. So it was on the menu for game day along with Ahoy, Cat in the Box. And I think that was. There was probably a, a sixth one. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, that was six. <laughs> Cat in the Box, Tapestry, and Ahoy. So we got halfway through our list. <laughs> yeah. Which okay. is respectable considering we played a new game in uh, Tournament Fishing and semi-new game in Fall of the Mountain King. And technically, we yeah. only played the Wolves once before, right? That's only our yeah, second that, playthrough. Yeah, but that but we were familiar. just sings. I don't know. It just yeah, sings. It does. It's like know? getting on a bicycle. And maybe we were more, maybe we were more sober when we played it at PAX. <laughs> Uh, well, I thought we played it. No, we played it early in the morning on Saturday, right? Joe picked yeah. it up Friday. See, we, we were more sober. Yeah. We were more yeah. sober. It was well, like no, right, I don't think like after breakfast. Yeah, elevenzies, <laughs> um, wolves elevenzies. Yes. All right. So let's so, let's talk tapestry. You want so to talk that was tapestry? a game night? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was the next game night, right? So we chose to do Cat in the Box and our second go at tapestry. Do we need to talk about Cat in the Box? Or do you want to go right to Tapestry? I'll just say my favorite trick-taking game right now. That's all. I think we talked a lot about it before. I'm not going to dive in. Yeah. If you haven't played it and you like trick-taking games, get it. And my only comment is, God damn it, my cards are falling apart and I need a replacement copy. And I forgot to contact Bezier. So I'm going to take a note right now to remember to do that because yeah. my cards are shot. Send, send email to Bezier for new cards. Yeah, those yeah. cards took a beating. And, and we were doing really, the math, right? It wasn't even a, yeah. a, a dozen times yet, has it? No. Maybe a it's dozen? not even 10. It's not even 10 playthroughs. We were at nine. Yeah. So, um, but yes, fantastic trick taking game. So, Tapestry, right? Yes. Um, why don't you kind of just give the 40,000 foot view of the game for anyone oh. who doesn't know what it is, and then we'll dive All right. in. So, <clears throat> Tapestry is from Stonemeyer Games. Um, extremely well produced, uh, as you would expect from any Stonemaier game. It is a thematically what you're supposed to be doing is building a civilization, civilization on four tracks inside the base game. And when you can no longer take actions, you then were to you would perform a income step and an income step uh, consists of four or five different sort of pieces to it basically like advancing an age right yep. yep your yeah your 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 civilization has has grown and evolved as a as a as a culture um 
and you, you're earning some sort of benefit or some sort of bonus instantly or setting you up for the next age. You're going to get your resources refilled based on what you've accomplished on the tracks. Uh, in order to advance on tracks, you spend resources. So it, you could see how it sort of works. Some tracks have synergies um, between each other. Certain you have a, you have a, a player board where you're trying to also at the same time do sort of a Tetris like uh, sieve building with 3D models and of of, of buildings and uh, little shacks and etc. So there's four different uh, sort of currency or resources that you're trying to get into your city uh, while you're also trying to unlock these larger. Um, civilization type buildings yeah so you're playing a lot of different games at the same time there's resource management there's card management there's track management there's um you almost like a, a polyomino puzzle but you're not really not really polyominoes you're using these little 3d models to try to build a little town so there's a lot going on while you're trying to conquer stuff in the middle of the board on the map um, that's also allowing you to unlock more resources or do more actions. So there's a lot going on. So that's the base game. And to, we also threw in the other three expansions <laughs> and they're not small expansions. <laughs> so the new exp- the, the throwing in the other expansions adds a whole other track. So a fifth track adds, um, inventions. It adds more civilization, adds more dice to roll when you're on specific tracks, adds a fifth age it adds special cards from your um when you're when you're playing the income or the tapestry cards so it's just we we put everything in whole kitchen sink to play and this time we balanced uh on the back of the rule book is the balanced civilizations which ryan by the way i'm going to be pre-ordering the actual physical cards to replace the old cards, so there's no confusion moving forward <laughs> um, sounds like so you. that's gonna well, I've gone this far, right? I got the insert. Yeah. I have all the expansions. You might as well make it, put the cherry on top, right? It's like you got a smiley face tattoo on your ass, but they didn't dot the uh, the pupils. So let's just go get it done. <laughs> I all don't right. know why you think that was a good I don't know. <laughs> analogy. My analogy but- <laughs> game is weak tonight, I guess. I'm pretty tired. I'm so a little pooped. I, How did I, I do wanna- with the explanation? I think you lot. did well. That's a lot. I, I think um, – I think it's a – if I had to take a step back and quantify or qualify what it is, it's like a sieve building engine builder in a way, right? Yeah. I think that's a good way to describe it. And it's a Stonemeyer game, so the production value is super high. It's, you know, it's very lovely. That being said, uh, I don't know if it was the best idea to throw the kitchen sink in up front, but no, I, I also kind of sometimes like to do that. I feel like it was the right call. Because we now know everything in the game for the most part, or at least I feel yeah. like it. Um, I don't think the expansions introduced a lot of complexity. Yeah, they like weren't. The they weren't. Yeah. Massive variety of civilizations. Uh, you know, although that, that fifth track, that fifth track is tough because I feel it's like good. just the four tracks is a lot. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> yeah. But that fifth I, track I, it mixes up just enough yeah. where if you get in there early. You can help yourself throughout the game with those um, those little purple cards. I forget what they're called. The artifacts, or I forget what they're called. I think that's what they are. But I thought it was like those cultures or something like that. But I, yeah, I can't whatever. Remember yeah. anymore. Purple's good. Yeah, yeah purple uh, purple cards. 
<laughs> so, like, it, it, the game itself is is quite large, right? I don't know how many Civ builders folks have played, but it's it's it brands itself as a Civ builder. It is not a Civ builder. I think there's a theme for Civ building, but if you tear it down to its constituent parts, it's not really a Civ builder. I don't think so at all. I think it's more of just a straight up engine builder with a, a Civ theme painted on top, which actually does work in some ways if you put the blinders on and don't expect it to be an actual civilization type game. I thought it was fun. And and like anything else, when we play games, that's what I'm looking for. First and foremost, I want to have fun playing that game. It is not rife with player interaction. So there's a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to say solitary play, but you're, you're doing what's best for you and optimizing your situation, your board. There's a little bit of, um, you know, the, the, tapestry cards allow you to go after other players in some cases and there's some counters to that in the cards as well there's also yep. a bit of racing on the tracks to get to certain buildings well that's the key that you're racing yeah. on five tracks like yep. at the end of the day where but but depending on your tapestry cards you might not care about winning or losing those races sometimes true because you're setting up for something else um, there's there's the, bonuses though to reaching the end of those tracks and scoring as well, enough. which is fair enough. Yeah, you know, which so you're we right. Though. The first track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you have to weigh your setup, your civilization, your tapestry cards, your technology against the tracks and where to proceed, the other cards that are available out there on the board that you have access to. Um, this game is rife yeah. with choice, and I think that. Sometimes the first time you play a game like that, you struggle a little bit to learn. I I like the game and I had fun playing it. It, it dug a hole in my brain and wouldn't leave for a little <laughs> while. And the reason for that is because I walked away from the first and second playthrough feeling like this game is grossly unbalanced. And I, being the nerd that I am, needed to reaffirm my thoughts and went on to Board Game Geek to read a little bit more about it. And it turns out I'm not wrong. However, um, there are ways to completely mitigate that. First of all, the balance that took place in the expansion helped a little bit, but there's still some. The other side of it is that there are build orders in this game, depending on the civilization you play, which we were talking about, you and I, a little bit about the game and whether or not this yeah. is kind of like a beyond the sun type thing where they're, you know, it's tech tree build order, almost like playing an RTS game back in the day, like Warcraft three or Starcraft two. And does this game really have that? There are cases where that's true. And I think there, uh, I said this to you multiple times. I want to play it more because I want to figure that out. Like that is a juicy (laughs) apple high in the tree that I want to climb these branches and you know, scrape my skin off and get stung by hornets so that I can eat, take a bite out of that apple because I love that type of game. I love that type of mechanic. And this game has enough to keep you enticed and going to get there. I just want to play it more. And the problem with that is that there's just such a massive amount of variety that trying to figure out a build order for a civilization. It's it's like a Civ MOBA. Right? It's like, like it's like trying to win a lottery. There's, there's so many characters; they're all unique. They all do things different. Like a little you're bit, trying to find yeah. the right, you know, it's a good you're analogy. To find the right balance. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you feel the same though. Like 
there's some gross imbalances present. And I think Brad yeah, well, in particular had a couple of sieves that like just seemed way better than the crap I got. Um, but like maybe there was a, if I knew the game better, right? Maybe I could have outscored him with my civilization. Yeah. And you just yeah. don't get that unless you play a lot. And so I feel like this is a game. And, and this is something that I was thinking about, which starts a whole separate tangent that I want to talk about in another episode. I'm not going to do it here. We have a ton of games between the two of us, like just shitloads of games, absurd amounts of games, more than we probably will ever need in I our lives. I think the phrase is too many games. But- yes. <laughs> however you want to phrase it. And there's something to be said about picking up a title like that and just playing the ever-loving hell out of it and what we gain from that, um, which I, I think is a very interesting topic to investigate. And we'll, we'll talk about that another time because I have some thoughts. We should would love we to should. bounce off of you. Now, so here's the thing. Just because you have a top 10, right? You know, we had we did our top 50s. To your point – if you could only pick 10 games, would Tapestry would be one of those 10, knowing the vast amount of replayability and the vast amount of puzzles that are, that are in that box? Like, if you could never have any other games, just pick 10. Would Tapestry uh, be one of the 10? That's tough. Just knowing how much, how much game is in that box. The problem is it's not the only game like that. And I know. I'm just saying. It's yeah. No, it's it's up there, it's, it's a know? good question, and it's a it's a good game in that respect. There's a lot of shit in that box. The variety is there. And now, granted, this is the expansion content added in too. It's not just the yeah, base fair game, enough. but still. But even the base came with a lot. I think the base yeah. came with 18 oh, yeah. sieves or 20 sieves, right? And then uh, every expansion after added at least 10 more. So yeah, another 30 on top. So you're at 50 different sales, yep. something like that. It's, like, that's it's an absolute beast of a game. But, and But the one point I will say, right, with any games like this, right, that have a lot of, I'm going to say characters, but civilization, right? Look at Dice Throne. Look at Funkoverse. Look at Unmatched. Look at this. Um, I'm trying to think the other one, the Disney Arena, right? Villainous even. You have Marvel so Champions. much variety. Marvel Champions. You have so much variety. Okay. There are tears that just naturally happen. Even Zombicide had tears in a yeah. weird way, right? Or Arcadia Quest. Sorry, Arcadia Quest, not, not Zombicide. Arcadia Quest had tears, right? Now, at their core, the civilization or the character are good, right? Which is, I think, where the tears start. But with the right player, and the right mindset behind them, they just jump tears, right? Even even look at like a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat, right? There were characters that were terrible. But if someone knew how to play them, psh, you, you, it didn't even matter, you know? Baraka so, for life. <laughs> Love that guy. Baraka was so good. But I'm just saying, so sorry, just brought back memories of him slicing people. <laughs> sorry, with his mouth open with those big gnarly teeth. But Spin anyway, bones so, out. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I think but, this is. But yeah, so I think there's there's game. a there's a tier structure to the civilizations in this game. Um, I don't know if you stumbled upon that post when you were spelunking to 
debunk uh, <laughs> tapestry. I didn't really want to like research how to be better at it because I just don't do that with games. I don't care enough, and I also like would prefer to solve the puzzle on my own. What I was more concerned about was like, Fair. are there significant balancing issues with this game, or is it just a you need to play more, get better, noob? And that's yep. that's what it is. It's play more and understand what you're playing with and against and and know how to leverage the tracks against your opponents and for yourself, which is another element and dimension of that game that I don't think we really scratch because we just haven't played it enough yet. So Yeah. Well, I, I think see there's a lot other of, games like like Terra Mystica and yes. uh, Cosmic Encounters and even uh, Twilight Imperium. Yeah. That people who know those games who play those games, it's the same thing, right? And yep. again, just like any RTS, right? If you've got Zergs or... Um, yeah, there's a mastery element Marines, to it. Right, yeah. But it's hard it's in, being in good at what you got because unlike StarCraft, there's 35 there races amount, yeah. <laughs> instead of three. Yeah. So Fair I want to talk more about Tapestry in the long term, and I want to review it at some point in time. And I said this to you before, and I'll say it on the show officially – I'm not ready. I, we need to play this more. I want to <laughs> yeah. play this more and I want to get a better picture of the game, get a better grasp on the game before I give it a score. But I think this is a really good game under the covers. And yes, it has some uh, balance issues here and there. Yes, it has some warts on it in some respects with there's gameplay. Some yes, it's a little. Too. Yeah. And, and, and there's a little bit of, um, you know, over not overproduction. There's a little too much going on at times um, with all the different things that there are to well, do it and looks to see like to play. When you're, when you're watching the board getting set up and the, and, and everyone getting started, this looks like one of the most complicated games on the human planet. It also looks like, like I'm building oh. a Christmas village for my train set, <laughs> you know, like all the little building. It, it just looks ridiculous <laughs> at first. But you but you're just doing together. this and doing that, right? It's super yeah. easy, super simple. The turns are easy. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. It's it's very good. So I want to talk about it more. We're gonna play it more. I think we just got to get everybody on board. You know, to reserve that time for a game night or another game day to get some more tapestry. But I think this game has a lot of untapped potential, and I want to play it more. So we are gonna review it at some point in time. Not yet, but. It deserved a good discussion here because I think we both dug in on that and, and are hungry to get some more plays in for that without yeah, it. Yeah, I, being the sap who bought it all, I definitely want to play it more. So. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, well, I'm not I think disappointed it was, in my purchase. It was, yeah, I think he made the right call. I don't have buyer's, I mean, remor I don't have buyer's remorse. So Generally with Stonemeyer titles, there aren't many where we're like, you know, no thanks. Yep. I think Pendulum's the only one universally where people are like, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Even that might be good. I've read good reviews from folks about that too. So, who knows? but uh, well, this, after this you hear about one other, one of my new games that I played based on my son's recommendation, we might be playing Pendulum with the real time aspects. <laughs> <laughs> Which, spoiler alert: we're we're coming upon it, so it's fine. Well, it's a good thing you're a Stonemaier champion. That's all I'll say. <laughs> this is true. Um, all right. So, what else? Did moving we on get? to the next game night. Yeah. Or did we sneak an arboretum in that night too? I feel we like did we did sneak arboretum in, but we don't have to talk that, about that, that night. We've no, we've we talked about arboretum. that so much. <laughs> I'm bad at arboretum. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, so our next game night, we uh, our plan was war chest and 
tournament fishing, right? Yep. Well, we got 50% of it done, and then we doubled that. So we got to play War Chess twice. Uh, we randomized uh, 12 uh, units. We rolled dice to see who were teams. Ryan and I got paired up again. And, and we, the impossible I think, happened. Some... <laughs> we, were, we were taken down. Right, is that that was, was our four loss, straight our victories? Loss? Yeah, might have been that. Yeah, four or five, and and the dynamic duo finally failed, and Brad and and Joe finally brought us down to earth. I think they had first draft and took the marshal, so that had a big role in it because uh, we all know how well, OP the marshal is. But they played. Yeah, but we fantastic. also realized we've been playing the marshal wrong for many many yeah. months. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but even even so, the Marshall and the end sign are pretty powerful pieces. I'm just going to leave the rule book on your seat before we start every <laughs> night, so that I think I remember the rules, and you can corroborate that I'm full of shit. I think that's just the way it's going to have to go. But yes, yeah, because I don't kudos I don't want to our, all of our victories to have an asterisk because yeah. you not be able to read. <laughs> uh, I feel like Langle. Uh Kudos to Joe and Brad for finally pulling it off and uh, yes, good job beating fellas. us. And then we played a second game, and it was. Me and Joe paired up, and I think you and Brad had a yes. miracle comeback and won that game through some pretty good deduction skills on your part. Oh, I love and you that say game. Search for Planet X isn't a good game. You basically played Search for Planet X, but with poker chips and war units. That game is. Let's not let's not <laughs> sully the good name of War Chess by bringing up Search for Planet X. No, come on, that's a good uh, game in its own right. Uh, it's fair. Um, you just hate deduction and euros. <laughs> I hope there's a deduction euro out there that we can find for you. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> How many wheat them. do I have? <laughs> How many tan cubes am I holding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, those were both very epic big games. Um, there was a chance where I think we could have won the first one with, you know, one, one or two different plays. And then you and Joe, I think could have beat, you know, Brad and I that second game, but yeah. just one or two chips didn't fall the way they needed to. Um, cause I mean, we were like, we were down to the, uh, you know, one more the bottom chip. of the barrel with our units. Yeah, <laughs> right? I think like- one more chip for you guys. And that would have been the game. I was playing hide the siege tower all game. I should have been more aggressive with it. I think that was the difference in that game. And in our game that we played that you and I lost, I think Brad had an opportunity to take out a trebuchet and chose the swordsman next to him. And that was the difference in that game. Honestly, I think that was a key moment, but they played well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both, both games I think were really, I mean, yeah, we, they were both long games, but they were like, well fought, well, strategic, oh, well played fun. games. Yeah. That game is so damn fun and so deep yeah. and so interesting every time you play. You're always on the edge of your seat a little bit, and it's just such a fantastic abstract game. Uh, we've we've gushed about it forever. We we need to get a hold of the guys that designed that game. I, I think I'm going to make yes. that a mission. And There's my the, expansion, the expansion has been announced. It is coming out. Those units that are in that app are coming out. Oh, uh, shit. AEG just – AED, AEG last week unveiled new expansions for almost every one of the games that they have in their in their library. So, and War Chess was up there. God damn it. That's not so, good. I'm literally looking at a it. shelf just full of AEG on the side of the boxes. 
Ugh. Yes, everything is getting an expansion. All right. Well, but luckily, you know, we don't both we don't own Space Base or Tiny Towns, so that's at least two we don't have to buy. Until <laughs> they offer a sale, and then we have to get those yeah. in the expansions. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, and then we played Splendor after War Chest, which we have not yeah. played as a group yet, and I haven't played in a little while. Um, and I think everybody liked it. I think we needed something quick to play, and once they got, you know, Joe and Brad got the game yeah. down a little bit, it moved quick. Um, I've learned that you've played too much and immediately know what to do, whereas the rest of us have not played enough. <laughs> what happened? You, What's uh, wrong? you have a affinity for that game i think you've played more <laughs> splendor than any of us all of us combined i have played my fair share of splendor and honestly it just i don't know it was on it was on <laughs> yeah i mean game. there's a little luck of the draw there but you you were yeah. you have played it you could tell you've played it more than everybody because <laughs> you were just like getting the the face cards you know the the cardboard chits faster than everybody yeah. else and well, that's those characters that's the game. Are- those are key. I mean, those are keys to ending the game early. Is building up enough, but you got to look at you got to look at what you have. Right again, it has that little bit of um, uh, what was the the plan ahead, like in the wolves, right? Yep. You got to think about what I'm doing now to get me somewhere later, um, and that's the that's really the big key for Splendor for me anyway. Um, and uh, always taking free if you can get a free one. Free is key. In that game, so if you can get to free, that's that's super important because you can just yeah. pick cards every turn. Um, so, but you have to build your foundation enough as you're trying to get towards those uh, the face, uh, the Duchess, and the Santa Claus, and whoever the hell else was up there, right? The weird war Santa general. Claus, <laughs> you know. the uh, the creepy priest, and <laughs> yeah, all the stuff we came up with. Yeah, so. You got to keep – those are like – I view those as like uh, – you know, like in most games, there's like end game scoring. I view those as like end game scoring triggers, right? So you're trying to build to those to get them kind of thing. Yep. Um, so that's how I look at that. But we played Splendor twice, War Chest twice. It was a full night. Yeah. So now tournament fishing uh, comes out at next game night, which is I guess next week already. Yep. Yeah, and we'll have to p- figure out a, a fine pairing, the wine with the cheese, and see uh, what we end up going with for the second game. Uh, so what have you played that has not been at any of the game nights? Well, we played Mindbug together, so we should get that one out of the way. Uh, after talking about it, we were both like hyped to play some more, so we got we a did, couple games we of that. To play more Mindbug. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we we do need to play a lot more. Um, that was a yeah, good. Time. We went tit for tat in that, right? You won one, I won one. You won one, I won one. Like it yep. was back and forth. I think. Um, yeah, that game's so crunch. I love it. What I've learned about that game is either you're dealt with a horrible 10 cards or you lose the game for yourself. Like it's all about whoever makes the first mistake, I think. And it's just so, it's yeah, so it's tough. Damn it's, well balanced. It's so fun and ridiculous. Well, even we were, even you and I were like stopping our certain moves. We're taking, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Let me try this. Yeah. That <laughs> like, cause just to learn, right. Cause you didn't yep. know like what was the right move to make and uh, you find it through. Yeah. A mind bug tournament would be fascinating. I think it would be interesting to watch. Also, we did confirm it is Borzuka. Very important. We did it. We, <laughs> yes, we confirmed it was the Borzuka because yeah. you got the Borzuka card. And I believe I mind bug the Borzuka. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's such a good game. 
so what what did I play? I played a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm not going to talk about them except for one. I played um, Frosthaven. Finally got one scenario in. A uh, little bit progress Just there. We're going to keep going. You and the wife? Yep. Yep. We got one in. We're going to try to keep going. I played the Blink Blade, and she played the Bone Shaper, I think is the name. Uh, the Blink Blade, okay. like, basically can choose to go slow or fast, and they get different results in their cards based off that, um, which is cool. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's actually really fun. I like that class a lot. I think they made the classes a lot more interesting this time, um, which is good. She has one that she can summon, basically, shadows, and they're tokens that you can draw line of sight through. So she can be pretty far away and chain through shadow tokens or from a uh-huh. shadow token to be able to attack, which is great because she only has six health. Um, but that was cool. So we had fun just that trying the first neat. scenario and looking forward to getting more done there. Um, it's just hard to get time to play that because it's such a, such an endeavor. Um, played some fantasy realms. Played some Biblios. Biblios, I love. I'd like to get more of that in and try that with our group too, because it's just a fun, fun little filler game. Um, but the one I wanted to talk about was I got to play Nid of Lear with my son, and I finally got to tag in the Idaval expansion, which I picked up at PAX. And still haven't had time to play that. And um, wow, that is fun. It's fun. It changes the game in a in a meaningful way. The other expansions mm. that came out in the past were kind of small. Um, they added some extra sort of leadership bonus when you can claim those dwarves from finishing a rank. They added like a pot of gold mechanic into one of the things. This one adds during the second um, tavern in the first age, you're drafting from a set of cards that could either be mythic creatures like animals, uh, Norse gods, Valkyries, or giants. And they all have different powers depending upon the type. And every type has like a set of cards and every one of them does something different. Um, hmm. Some of them change the ranks. Some of them are scoring bonuses at the end of the game. The Valkyries, you have to – if you – like for example, my son got one. If you win a bid, you move this tracker on it and it's worth more points at the end for the more bids you win. Um, huh, they go neat. away at a certain point. And so you're drafting dwarves at that second tavern again for the remainder of the first age and all of the second age. But those cards at the beginning of those first three or four rounds that you're drafting, those are super good and super important and can set up your sort of strategy in addition to what you're normally trying to do in a game of Nidavellir. So while it was, you know, a little <coughs> odd to have a different sort of set of cards in there as compared to the normal dwarf drafting, I think they did a really good job making it fit and it fits the theme. And it's just cool. The art's cool on those as well. Like, you know, the art and the dwarf, we've talked about this before with Nidavellir in review, but the art's kind of meh. This, this adds some more spice to it. So overall, really great expansion. Um, I think I'm only ever going to play Nidavellir with that in moving forward because it adds that much to the game. So I just wanted to highlight that uh, Gur Games did a good job adding that in. And, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have it and you have Nidavellir, I'd suggest picking it up. I'm super intrigued to the point where that should be right after tournament fishing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always have I'm a lot of fun intrigued. playing yeah. Nidavellir, no matter yeah. what. Uh, I set up a combo in the game we played. I got a – I think it was a giant where it added the highest coin value to my score. And then I went for warriors and got the 25 coins. So it was like 
basically hmm. 50 extra points at the end of the game just for that. Jeez. So it definitely changes the way you play Nidavalier, which is, you know, you don't really play the same way every time because of what's available yeah, and how the drafting yeah. goes. But this gives you almost like a, a thing in the back of your mind to shoot for while you're playing, which is kind of cool. I think that game needed something like that a little bit. Um, I think that's it for me. That was pretty much everything I played. Oh, I'm sorry. One more. So I got Illiterati. Finally, I backed that. It was a Kickstarter from, God, two years ago maybe because I chose the worst time in human history to start crowdfunding games. Um, you got to stop with all the Kickstarter hate. You're bad at that. <laughs> well, it's not, the, it's not Kickstarter. It's the global situation the pandemic created that just made it harder for creators to fulfill and manufacture. Oh, look, I don't I, blame I, them. I, trust me. <laughs> well, maybe some of them, but uh, <clears throat> looking at you like – monstrosity um so we played today uh for the first time it is a cooperative word game um where you basically the theme is the this group of supervillains is trying to take literacy away from the world and you're trying to save it by basically creating words and binding books and what you need to do with the basic difficulties each player has to bind two books um, to bind a book, you have to, you know, achieve a certain number of words using a whole big bag of letter tiles that fit the theme of your card. So, for example, we had one today that was sporting terms or one that was like um, things smaller than a dime or whatever. I, there's all kinds of categories, tons of cards in the box. And so you draft many jokes. What's that? So many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but please keep going. Uh, I know where you're going. Uh, you can, you, you get a set of letters at the start of the game and you draft more every round out of the bag. And then you basically work together to try to create words that achieve the goals. However, it's not just the words. There's also suits on the letters. So you have to get whatever the card dictates the words are, but also match the suit requirement um, to be able to bind the book. It actually is fairly difficult. If you manage to say it sounds really tough. It is. If you manage to spell <clears throat> a bunch of words, but you have some leftover letters, if you exceed what is called the library limit, you burn a letter. If you burn four letters over the course of the game, you just lose the game outright. So you have to use as many as you can. Letter or words have to be valid, like found in a dictionary. You can't do like acronyms or hyphens. You can do stuff that's related to your book. So like if you had something like TV shows, you could do like I Love Lucy as the example in the rule book. That would count. Uh, you can't have words less than three letters. So it's it's fairly tough. We didn't finish our game. We got 95% of the way through, but I think we probably would have lost at the end. Um, I think my wife got one that was like you had to spell three. You had to have three words, eight letters each. And they all had to be like sporting terms or something like that, like sports terms. And it was like, well, <laughs> trying to think of that on the fly is so hard. And you yeah. only have three minutes per round. There's a timer. And once I was going to say, is there a time limit? Yeah. yeah. So hmm. uh, in terms of like cooperative games, this is very unique. I never played anything like it. I dig word games, um, code names being a good example. This is a little different in that it's kind of scrabble with code names in a way. Um but it's its own thing, and it's very interesting. The production quality was fantastic. Uh, everything in the box is great. The only complaint, and I've seen it everywhere, is the sand timer gets stuck sometimes. And they are going to replace them for folks. So if you did get it, you can contact um, Gap Closer Games, and they'll replace it for you. But 
Really cool game. I definitely plan on playing this more. It's one of those co-op ones that will probably see the table a whole bunch. So that's Illiterati. It's kind of funny that the sand timer is broken in these new games. The sand timer has been around I know. for years in the, Since game, the, Greeks. In the gaming industry. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally, it's like funny. older. It's as old as like freaking sundials and we somehow <laughs> can't get it right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I didn't use it. I just used my phone because I had read and, you know, feedback and comments on the campaign about it. And it was like, well, whatever. So I'll get it replaced. And, but yeah, that, other than that, the production value of this game is beautiful. They did a fantastic job with the box. I'll show it to you when you, when you're here next. It's just really well. Yeah, done. I'm excited. So, great game. Nice. Okay. So for me, uh, the few that I just want to throw out there, I played some more dealt. Which again is a super fast, fun Love card that game. game. Um, we picked back up the crew with my wife's cousin oh. and his wife. We got to puzzle forty-one. We're almost done, and Damn. then we just got tired and drank more wine. And <laughs> didn't get to finish, but we're so close to finishing the first crew. And uh, my Do wife's you have cousin deep bought the. No, he bought Deep Sea, so okay. that's coming up this summer, so we're excited. He said it looks so fantastic. It's supposed and to be better than the first and, one. Yeah. So so again, more crew. Um uh finally got to play uh one of Phil Walker Harding's Joey games in Busy Beaks. Um Busy Beaks is a sort of card drafting set collection. Uh, whoever has the most egg at the end wins. Um, so basically you choose, I believe it's nine different birds. Each bird does something unique. Then there's a, a, a tree, which is sort of like a set of cards that are out. And what you do is you play a bird from your hand. You do the bird's action. And then if you can, if you get uh, five or more of that a specific bird in your hand, you can play them out in front of you. Collect the highest egg token. And if it's the first time that bird was, you know, played as far as a, a set of five, you get a, an extra egg <clears throat> and you keep playing until all the eggs are gone. And once all the eggs are gone, whoever has the most eggs wins. But these birds are so unique. They do so many different things. And we just played with the base birds. There's a whole other set of birds in the box that we didn't even get to play, but. It's simple. Again, it's such a Phil Walker Harding game. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. And they loved it because I just was pretty bad at it. Um, I don't know why I was, <laughs> I was coming in third or dead last. Arboretum for birds. Yeah we, yeah. we played like three or four times and I just, it, it just wasn't happening for me, but I love what I was, was doing. I, I enjoyed the gameplay. It's simple. It's easy. Uh, the art's great. Everything's, uh, again, it's, it's everything you want from a Phil Walker Harding game. Um, and it's for younger kids too. Like you can, yeah, but it just, it wasn't my, wasn't my Phil, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) but I don't hate it. You know what I mean? But I'll, I'll play it again. And the fact that other people love it because I'm not good at it yet, yet, I'm going to put the word in yet. Um, but yeah, so we got to play busy beaks. Um, the other one. Uh, I finally got it to the table after buying two other expansions for it, but just playing the base game. My cousin uh, came over one weekend and we played G.I. Joe 
the deck building co-op card game. Uh, I, we were both, we, we grew up together. We both loved GI Joe. Um, and he bought it just as a GI Joe collector, the, the board game. I bought it because I collect board games and it just happens to be thematically something that's near and dear to my heart, which is GI Joe. So, but again, we've just been collecting. We haven't, I've never played it. And then I just, uh, I just made a conscious effort. I, I, I shot him a, a text or a call one day and I was like, look, you pick the day we'll play. I don't, you know, he's got a busy schedule with kids and, and, and work and wife and stuff just like us. But I said, you pick the day we'll get together. We'll do a Sunday afternoon block off, you know, four hours or so just to be safe, five hours. Uh, and we'll play GI Joe. And my son played with us. He loved it. We both loved it. This was also very thematic, Ryan. Um, basically, so you're going up against a, an episode of Cobra or an episode of GI Joe that you, you, you watched as a kid. So the first one is the mass device, which was a huge, the first huge mini series in, in the GI Joe cartoon. And, uh, you pick a leader, Joe, and then you, uh, you go on missions basically. So the missions are like a random stack of cards, but each mission does something different. So there's group missions, which then everyone can throw Joe's in, or there's side missions, which are just for you. So what you're doing is, uh, you have to take a vehicle. So there's a hangar where if you draft a vehicle card and you play a vehicle card, it sits out in the hangar. Um, but basically you try to go on missions. So you're going to use a vehicle to go on a mission depending on how many people or how many Joes that vehicle can carry, that's where your other players will jump in. So like my son will be like, Oh, I got a guy that'll give you plus two, you know? And then my other cousin was like, Oh, well, uh, I got, I got one guy, but I also have a, a special uh, card that I could play to boost it anyway. So then you basically get as much as you possibly can to make that mission a success. But then you have to roll dice, Ryan, to see if you actually won the mission. Wow. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like playing cards to hit and then rolling dice to crit, right? Or to, to wound, right? <laughs> but then you can mitigate the dice. Like with certain characters can mitigate the dice. Certain weapons can mitigate the dice or actions can mitigate the dice. And you play through, I think it's like nine, uh, you know, nine different pieces to the story or to the episode. But it's like, you flip this card over. It's like, ah, Destro shows up. So then Destro comes out on the board and then Destro is a jerk and he does all kinds of stuff. <laughs> or you can generate Cobra troopers and they start going over top of the, uh, you know, where you the market where you can get more Joes, get more vehicles, get more weapons. They'll start to fill up with Cobras. So you can't take the cards underneath until you beat the Cobras on top. So you're spending turns fighting Cobras in order to make a good bid turn, you know, and buy and replenish your deck. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really, you felt like GI Joe, um, you know, in, in a board game or a, a card game. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I'm excited about having, uh, the next GI Joe episode. I mean, we're going to go back to the first one. We're, we're not going to advance until we beat the first episode, but right. I think there's six episodes right now that are out. Um, but again, there's random ones that so it can be a different episode each time, so to speak, within the same like the same guide for it. But so that was really fun. Uh, and then my last one, which was the one I guess it was foreshadowing to earlier. Um, so my son comes home 
and goes, hey, Dad, did you ever play uh, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza? And oh, I God. said, no. I said, That's I've never house. played that before. I said, I've heard it was fun or silly. And he's and then he goes, like almost like a Tom Vassell or, or a Rodney, he then explains the game to me as if he's making a YouTube <laughs> video, right? And I'm like, well, this sounds – all right. At this point, why don't I own Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza? I mean, you know, if my son wants to play a game and this is what he wants to play, fine. Yeah. So we were out and I bought it. And I got to – him and I just played a two-player version – Ryan, I never laughed so hard in my life playing this game with my son. It's fun. I was, I was dying. I was confusing the gorillas with the woodchucks. I do that all the, the damn time. And then they <laughs> laugh then at me. The, the freaking narwhal. Like, I got in trouble because I didn't put my horn high enough. Because Quentin went to the, he goes to the rules and he goes, Dad, you didn't put your arms up like it shows in the picture. I was like, I was like, I put, I moved my head down. I'm like, <laughs> It's so fun and it's so chaotic. And when you play with people that haven't played before, you can kind of just laugh at them because of that. But even when you play it more, you still screw that up. I still mess it up to this day. Yeah. So I did end up winning. He won the first time, but then I, I played, I won the second time, but uh, I, uh, for $10, I never laughed so hard in my life. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's whatever. got spinoffs too, like other animals and. Well, now he wants he wants Santa elf reindeer cookie cake or whatever the heck the Christmas <laughs> one is. Like, but yeah, that was funny. Very good game for ten bucks. It's yeah. one of those great family hit games. We play it often. Um, and then I guess the only Kickstarter that has arrived since we last spoke was the two. Uh, was a little two-player card game. I think I talked about it on the episode maybe last year. Was it's a game called Turf War, where you're uh, you have your 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 house and your yard, uh, and what you do is you go to town to do stuff. But while you're out of town, people can sabotage your yard. Well, they added a trick or treat expansion, which adds a new win condition. But also, they went from a two-player game to now it's a four-player game. And they gave you a big box to put it all in now, finally, uh, after a little bit of complaining. I think I might even cried about it on one of the episodes. Yeah. Because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do it yet. They didn't make that update, but, um, so that finally came in. So I'm excited to try that, but that is my played. Yeah. We played a lot of games. We played a lot yeah. of games. So yeah, lots of games in the, in the interest of, uh, time, why don't we jump into, Backed bot, which I don't think either of us have much for. I'm continuing my theme of being a good boy. Why don't Why don't you go first? Well, I actually think I'm a better boy than you. Um, Probably. It's been a long time since we did an episode. <clears throat> I am currently not backing any games, Ryan. I have nothing being backed right now. Yeah, then you're beating me. Nothing. Uh, and from a bot perspective, which I thought was funny. Uh, Arc Nova came out with an expansion and, uh, the pre-orders came out. What was that? Thursday? Or was it just Friday? I think it was just Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. And it broke their, you know, a game is good when it shuts down their website when they announce something new for it, right? You know, it's, you know, a game is popular and it's going to be something awesome if it breaks the servers, right? Yep. So 
It took me a few hours, but I eventually got my cart through for the Arc Nova Ocean Expansion or Marine Expansion, whatever it's called. So I'm super excited, super pumped. Again, my assumption is it's going to be hard to find. So I just, I'll give you the, my 30 bucks. That's fine. Take it. Send me more goodness for Arc Nova. Yeah. I don't think so you're going to complain about getting I've more bought. of that well, game. I guess Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza was a buy because I didn't have it, but my son wanted it. So worth it. Uh, for me, pretty small as well. I've got uh, a backed base copy, not the crazy $300 one because I have to talk <sighs> myself out of it. Of Guards of Atlantis 2. You're, ugh, woof. <laughs> Come on, go big or go home. Uh, I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I want to. I want to get the base game, and maybe I'll get one of the character packs. That that way, if I, I miss bet you, out on that, I bet one. you the the coolest characters are in that character pack. No one's going to play base game characters. You know how that works. That's, Come on, that's if we even get to. We just had the conversation of having too many games, <laughs> and here I am <laughs> trying to justify three hundred bucks on that. Not happening. Yeah. But well yeah, it. I got the base one. I'm excited. Um, I don't know when that's going to get here. It's probably going to be a while, but that's the only thing I'm actively backing. Yeah, probably knowing my luck. Um, I also backed Weirdwood Manor, but I pulled my, um, my backing out because it is going to retail and I'm trying to get better at not doing stuff in Kickstarter and just taking it in retail when it comes. Cause what ends up happening is all these games within a year go down like 40% off on deal of the day on game nerds or something. So I'm just going to start being a little more frugal. I don't need it now. We have so much other stuff to play. That being said, there is one that recently got announced that I am super excited about. And I sent this to you called uh, the old King's crown. I follow Cole Worley on Twitter, I think, and I saw a message that he put out about this recently that he was helping consult on design a little bit or something like that. And I had seen art for this game a while back, I think on Reddit, and it intrigued me then. And I didn't know what it was for, and I saw it come back around, and it was in this campaign. And I read about the game on their website and read a little bit about, you know, some of the, the mechanics in it and stuff, and it has me. So. I have that followed. I think the campaign launches sometime in the fall or August, September, maybe. Um, I'm almost certainly going to back this if the pricing isn't, you know, astronomical. Um, it just looks like one of those games that would be right up my alley and probably work well in our group as well because it's a four player, up to four player game. So very excited for that one. But yeah, other than that, just waiting for some Kickstarters to roll in. I haven't bought anything else. Um, I did get a Literati in. And I know there's something else fulfilling relatively soon, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but a lot of the other games are going to be later towards the end of this summer or early fall when a whole bunch of others roll in. So lots more to go, but uh, still a bunch to fulfill yet out of that initial list that I backed forever ago. And I'm, out of all of them, I think Ice and Honey Buzz I'm still looking forward to the most. So, but yeah, not not a whole lot on my list either. We're uh, – we're behaving for once, and that's good, I guess. That just means yes, we have more yeah. spended packs, <laughs> which is probably going to happen. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. So we promised you guys a contest, and we talked about tapestry quite a bit in this episode. So, Ken, why don't you illuminate our dear listeners to what this contest is and what the prize is and how to enter? Yeah, so very similar to how we did the reincarnated uh, giveaway last year. Uh, we're looking for just a simple, hey, shoot us an email at 
loosefriends at gmail.com with the subject line tapestry. And in the body of the email, just give us your, your first and last name and address. What we'll do is we'll throw all the entries into a, I don't know, maybe a soup and have some sort of knoll go in with a big spoon and pick out one name. And that's who's going to win a tapestry expansion prize pack. In this prize pack, we have the arts and architecture expansion and the brand new fantasies and future expansion. So if you win, you get both of those expansions. We'll ship them to you. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Doesn't matter if you have the base game or not. And if you are, we're only going to ship to the lower 48 states. So yeah, lower 48. if you're outside the U.S. or uh, in Alaska or Hawaii, sorry, we're not made of money. Shipping's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah, Definitely cool contest. For, if you're a Tapestry fan and you don't have these two expansions, this is a great way to get it. Or if you're um, not a Tapestry fan and we've intrigued you with our discussion, great way to get your collection started and pick up Tapestry from yeah. Stonemeyer or, or another retailer on sale. Because uh, This like will we technically said, get you 50% of the way there yeah. with having everything. <laughs> like, Since there are the base game and three expansions, this is two of the three expansions. Yep. So, like we said, there's a there's a lot of game in there. So, if you're interested, yeah. based off our discussions, or you do own it and wanted to get some expansions, throw your throw your contest entry in, and yeah. we'll, uh, hopefully, once we get enough uh, entries, we'll we'll sort out a, ra- a random winner and we'll announce on the show. So, maybe in a few episodes, we'll see how the entries go. Yeah. So that is again, play games, lose friends at gmail dot com. Subject line: tapestry. Body, name, and address. And if you want, you can add in your favorite euro for Ken. It's up to you. You don't no, have to. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. There I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this episode. We should be back in a couple weeks. We uh, we had a lot of stuff going on recently with life, so hopefully we can get back to a little more yeah. regular recording schedule, and uh, hopefully we'll have a recap of our next episode of Tournament Fishing Maybe a review. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But in the meantime, you can find us on the internet at playgameslosefriends.com. You can find us on Instagram at playgameslosefriends. You can find us on Twitter at PGLF Show. You can also email us, as Ken mentioned, at playgamesloosefriends at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. If you want us to talk about any particular games or subjects, you can let us know there. Glad to hear from you. If you like the show, rate, subscribe, whatever the buttons say. Uh, leave us a good review, bad review, whatever reviews help us get the show out to more people. So we appreciate any positive feedback or constructive feedback you may have. Ken, any parting words for everyone before we head out for the evening? No, just, um, you know, just to piggyback on Ryan, please rate, review, subscribe. You definitely help out the show. Uh, as he said, we do apologize. We will try to get back to a more regularly scheduled, uh, export or, or, update for the podcast um more episodes coming just been a a rough month but we're back yes rough month but like we said we we do this for the love of the hobby and no other reason so we get to it when we can and (laughs) and try to keep it regular but uh no nobody's paying the bills for this (laughs) until we get big enough for a patreon and i don't think that's ever going to happen i always feel bad asking for money for shit but hey who knows We'll see what the future holds as long as we keep up with this. So thank you all again for listening. 
and we'll see you next time. In the meantime, play games. Try not to lose your friends, and if you can, just go real fishing for for a little bit. It's fun. It's frustrating, right. it's but it's nice fun. out. Yeah, so it's, it's a summertime here in the states. Enjoy. Snap it. a real, snap a real hook off. Yeah, curse <laughs> and, and drink your cold beer, and remember, life's pretty good because you're fishing. But the worst day fishing is always better than the best day at work. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Later. See you. Bye bye. <laughs>